Hey everyone, it's Piper Moretti and welcome to another episode of Crypto and Real Estate. Today I've got Nathan Wozniak and Wesley Williams Esquire on. Nathan is a founder and CEO of Ubiquity LLC. He's an entrepreneur, futurist, and pioneer of cryptocurrencies since 2009. He's been quoted in Reuters, Cointelegraph, Housing Wire, Pan Am Post, The Wall Street Journal, and many other outlets. Nathan is on the Futurist Advisor Board, Lifeboat Foundation, and most recently an advisory board member for PropTech, LATAM, L-A-T-A-M, Latin American Summit, and, and Fabri Foundation for International Blockchain and Real Estate Expertise as Regional Chair for Toronto, Canada. He's a member of the Real Estate Standards Organization, and he is also founder and CEO of Ubiquity LLC, the enterprise-ready blockchain-secured platform for real estate and title record-keeping. Now, Wes is a real estate attorney, and he serves mortgage lenders, real estate developers and owners, title insurance companies, trustees, title and escrow agencies, and more. Wes's title insurance and escrow expertise includes Fortune 500 positions of title searcher, examiner, title officer, underwriting counsel, claims counsel, product development, training, sales, and management. And now he's an advisor with Ubiquity. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. So Nathan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with crypto and what led you to start Ubiquity. Great question. Thank you for asking, Piper. Um, and first first of all, I think it's amazing that we're all working together in, in this capacity. You know, you as an advisor and, and your company as a partner of Ubiquity. Um, and I mean, for myself, I go back to, you know, pre- the kind of going on a long, long explanation, but uh, the, the long short is, is I was into crypto in November, 2009. Good friend of mine, you know, was, and I were into the whole uh, gold, buying gold and silver and big proponents of a certain libertarian candidate, you know, uh, minded candidate in 2008, uh, running for president, Ron Paul. And so I really got into that kind of thing because I was really into the gold standard libertarianism. And that was, you know, more of the, area of my life back in that time of my life, mid twenties. Um, but then uh, a good buddy of mine told me about uh, Bitcoin and finally got me to install it in November of 09. And it barely ran and <laughs> um, was given a bunch of Bitcoin. That I still wish I had most of, but uh, the, I, I always been fascinated with, you know, peer to peer technologies and um, certainly from BitTorrent to peer to peer storage and, and other new technologies that are out there. And I uh, always consider myself like a uh, bleeding edge with technology. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. I worked in computer security. My background was in telecommunications engineering and ran a couple of VoIP companies, a couple exits. And um, my jump into the blockchain world, though, uh, was really just as a result of being in Bitcoin early on and looking for non-financial uses. And I was part of some projects back in 2014. I was part of BitNation in the beginning, left that project for reasons I won't go into uh but <laughs> I was just not happy with the way it was being run and I thought to myself well heck this guy good buddy of mine David Mundrus who was part of the, the the organization and I we both resigned and that McKibben as well who's part, still I think he's still involved in the blockchain space and we decided to start a company called Blockchain Factory which would be a consulting arm but consulting service we do dev work and I got to live in like a startup house, sort of like the show Silicon Valley, maybe just less dramatic. And um, that was actually right after speaking at the Coins in the Kingdom conference on behalf of BitNation. 
So I was like, wow, I'm in Orlando. This is cool. Uh, well, this was a, a fun event and the panel was uh, really didn't go that well. I'm going to go back home to Vancouver where it's rainy and horrible. This sucks. <laughs> and David, David's like, uh, why don't you come to uh, Fort Lauderdale area, like greater Fort Lauderdale and come hang out with me and, you, you know, where we have this big startup house. And so that's what we, that's what I did. I got in the bus, came down there, stayed for what I thought was going to be two weeks, turned out to be 10 months. And I got to live in Flor beautiful Florida and we got to create a new company, which was called Blockchain Factory. And uh, we, we were looking for non-financial uses of the blockchain. We were trying to do everything, Piper. We were trying to do everything from identity to passport backup services. And then one of our little niche areas was real estate. And so um, a gentleman and I'll, <laughs> a gentleman that we, we all, I think are acquainted, acquainted with in California realtor, uh, named Ragnar, we all know him. Uh, he he told us uh, he was from you know started Ibria, uh, and he told me you should look into real estate. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, don't know what it's don't know. And he started like talking about conveyance and, and other ways you can use the blockchain. And I thought that was really fascinating. So uh, I decided to spin off the that that one little project. So we had a subsidiary called iNation, um, and that was going to do the password backups and the blockchain and, and everything else, identity and stuff, and spin it off to Ubiquity. I just happen to have that domain name. And so, yeah, that's basically the, the long short of the story. Wow. Um, and uh, I came back, you know, went back to Canada, uh, launched it in 2015. So we're turning six years old on Wednesday, actually, as a company. And, um, you know, since then, I've uh, been, <laughs> we got past the pilots, got past uh, not having the right team and, and advisors to having the right team and advisors and investors and, uh, now we're at a place where we're, you know, we have customers that are in the title space and um, partnerships with title companies and escrow, and we're building huge, amazing things now. So it's been a journey. That that is so amazing, and that's that's the first time that I heard of Ubiquity was actually my my very first panel that I was on uh, back in 2017 with Ragnar at yep. the in New York at the second annual uh, Ibrea conference which is, mm -hmm. uh, has now switched hands and I actually had Henry Elder on the, the new, newer president. Um, Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, but yeah, I just, I was just so wide eyed because I had just been introduced to the whole blockchain space. And I was, I was literally like watching videos on the plane ride over. So I wouldn't sound stupid. <laughs> um, and, you know, and Ubiquity, I don't, I don't know who was on my panel with me, but somebody from Ubiquity was there and I thought, oh my God, they know so much about this. Oh, it may have been John Marcunis. It, it may have been. I may just, been. I'm going to have to yeah. ping him and see if it, if it actually was. Um, it just seems like I've always known John. I don't know how he came into my life, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah he would definitely be a good, good guest here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's, he's part of Fibri. Uh, he's been running Fibri in New York and, yeah. um, and Sasha, so Sasha was, uh, I forget her last name, but Sasha was, uh, Sasha was was running that for a while as president of Ibria. It might have been Sasha. It's that, that rings a bell. I think it was a woman. Oh, then it must have been Sasha then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she's been, she's been great. I mean, she's such a huge proponent in the blockchain real estate space and lovely lady. And, uh, you know, uh, Fibri, yeah, she's she's involved in Fibri in various capacities as well. Fibri's like an offshoot of Ibria or they yep. have their own competing thing. Uh, but yeah, you know, small community. <laughs> Very small community. Yeah. yeah. It's it's getting bigger though. Oh, it is. 
absolutely and i take it back i, I know that i kind of like cringe when i was like blockchain industry but i actually do you know i thought about that some more piper like we talked about this privately i'm like no we actually are like a fledging new industry i think that really <laughs> it's happening it's it happening I yeah, slowly but surely, you know <laughs> I, I think education is is a big you know big component especially in the real estate yeah, industry you know I'm, I'm straddling both both sides here you know between <laughs> you know blockchain technology and then educating realtors about you know why it's important and you know you don't have to be a coder you don't have to know all this stuff you just you just need to know you know basic functionality and why it's important you know the why yeah Exactly. Let's turn to Wes really quick. How, how did you get involved in all this madness? <laughs> well, I, my, my background is primarily title insurance. So I, I grew up in the title insurance industry, kind of literally working every job you can think of. Um, you know, back in the day before there were computers, I was pulling documents off microfilm and microfiche and uh, putting together chains of title. And, you know, ultimately I you know went, did a bunch of other jobs within the title industry. And then Went to law school, became an attorney, and licensed here in California. Worked worked as a claims counsel for a good number of uh, title companies, and um, I was introduced to to crypto in interestingly enough 2014. So a friend of mine who was also an attorney, he and I worked together at one of the large national uh, underwriters uh, in their legal department. He he basically helped me download a wallet. It was a Coinbase wallet at the time. This was Coinbase when it first started out. And uh, sent me a little bit of a few satoshis, and then um, you know I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't even know the implications of it. He'd sent me videos, and I didn't even watch them. I'm thinking, why do I need this? I go, I have a bank account. I, you know, I can transfer money if I want. I mean, it it didn't make any sense to me. So it wasn't until uh, early 2017 when the price of Bitcoin started to go up that I thought, hey, let me let me revisit this. You know, I looked at my old wallet, and you know, obviously. Um, yeah, I was looking at my Bitcoin, Bitcoin went up in, in value and I'm like, wow, this, you know, what is What is this all about? So, which led me to read this, you know, the Bitcoin white paper and then, um, eventually learn about Ethereum, smart contracts. And as I was doing this research, I thought, God, you know, this could really change our, our industry. In other words, the title and settlement industry, particularly smart contracts when it came to escrows. I mean, if you could remove an escrow officer from that position and, you know, essentially code in all the, all the rules to that, uh, to that agreement, I mean, it could automatically execute and you, you would remove all of the issues when it comes to escrow theft and, you know, things of that nature, as far as, you know, all the, all the, all the human error issues that we would deal with. I mean, it's not perfect, obviously, but we're getting towards, you know, a, a better product as far as smart contracts go, but in, in any event, so I, 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 I was curious who was doing, uh, you know, who was working on title, the title industry as it, as it pertained to, to blockchain and cryptocurrency while I was doing my research and literally um, on my LinkedIn page promoting this, this, this new industry blockchain to my own industry, the title industry. And everybody, it was like literally falling on deaf ears. And, and ultimately, I met Nathan in 2018, end of 2017, early 2018. And the rest is history. Um, I, you know, I was happy to work with them. They, as far as I was concerned, they were the only company uh, that was doing anything in the in the title and escrow space, other than Proppy. Uh, those are the, really the only two. But then mm -hmm. Proppy pivoted a little chain bit too. I think right, yeah. safe, safe chain exactly. But safe chain is yeah. no longer doing anything with respect to that. I mean, they've, they've pivoted yeah. as well. So it's really only Ubiquity that's kind of really focused on the title industry and hasn't really ostracized um, themselves from that industry. 
early on in the blockchain space, I noticed a lot of people in blockchain were saying, you know, hey, you know, crypt, blockchain crypto that's going to disintermediate the title industry. There's not going to be any need for title insurance. <laughs> I think they were they yeah. were a little ignorant about how the, how yeah. the industry really and truly works. So the, you basically yeah, decided to play with play with you know essentially you know work with the industry rather than you know work against it. And so that's absolutely well, well, not yeah, absolutely, Wes. Is is to to that note, we still get people on Twitter, and I mean, you know, bless their hearts. <laughs> there are young young people, or, or just people who don't understand like the title industry and the implications of trying to disrupt a, a very heavily regulated industry. I mean, um, one of the largest people on K Street is uh, is the National Association of Realtors. So, like, good luck taking them down or taking them on, right? And so. Um, for, for us, this this or this guy's like you know paraphrasing. You guys are gonna just eliminate the need for for escrow agents. You're gonna automate everything with block with with smart contracts and this and that, and eliminate title insurance. And I'm like, no, we're not. No, no, we're not. That's and I and I teach that in my <laughs> courses too. It's like there's we're yeah. we're so. I mean, I, I can speak as a realtor. You know, we're yeah. we're inundated constantly about. You know, Zillow is now a brokerage. You know, now we're not only you know, getting leads from them who are also competing against that, you know, which just is yeah. asinine, but you know, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and so mm -hmm. we're hit every day with some new thing that's been, that's, that's trying to push, you know, traditional real estate agents out. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's a huge fear sentiment that's going around, you know, so it's like, you know, when, when they hear about blockchain, they're like, oh crap, you know, here's, here's yet another thing that's going <laughs> to put us, put us out of a job. And that's not the case, you know, I mean, there right. agents are going to be needed escrow right. officers are going to be needed, you know, load, but, it, but we're going to have to kind of pivot and, and, um, you know, ed educate ourselves on, you know, blockchain and how, and use it to our advantage, honestly. Yeah, I, I think of like I think of realtors and I think uh, of brokers and everyone like, you know, I I rent a place in Toronto because I mean, try buying a place in Toronto is so expensive, right? I've looked at property, mm. but my landlord is a broker on the side, and and she's just like, you know what? If you're not arming yourself, she's like, think of it like a tool belt, and you got to have all the different tools at your disposal. Either you'll be an outdated realtor broker, mm -hmm. or you're going to be one that has all the tools, and you're just doing a better job of being a, a salesperson and knowing the industry and, and knowing all the other things that you need to do in terms of being a realtor, right? So for exactly. myself, it's like they, they can just, they can learn, like those who can take advantage of this technology and learn it to some degree, even like high level, are going to have an advantage over folks who are, you know, refuse to learn. Well, exactly. Yeah. And that's Piper's business is built on that. I mean, totally. Piper Piper learned blockchain and crypto early on. Then as she teaches, uh, teaches on it, yeah. but there's a lot of realtors out there that don't know anything about crypto and blockchain. And they're still, and they're going to lose clients because they don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not speaking the same language. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, come, you have a buyer that comes in and says, Hey, I want to purchase, uh, I purchase a property using my crypto. I guarantee you, a lot of realtors out there are going. What are you talking about? Yeah. What is this? We can't do that. You're a thief. <laughs> you know, you're. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah, they they buy into the they buy into the the, the narrative out there that the news media puts out. But oh, you, I mean, Piper's educated herself, and 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 she's educating yeah. others, which is awesome. Which is great. Yes, and and it's so important that people like us that are early adopters who who stuck with this, you know, through thick and thin, and there's been a lot of hard hard times and just oh, the man. streets yeah. and. 
And, and I mean, I, I'll never forget, um, it was November 2017, I was on the National Association of Realtors, it was their main conference, and we got to do the first, I, I, don't quote me on this, but it was like, I think it was one of the first or the first panel ever on blockchain and real wow, estate. Wow, hey, Yeah. And I was on, thank you, and I was on a panel with Avi Spielman, who's a shareholder, but he was an advisor, who did his master thesis on blockchain and real estate at MIT, Center Ooh. for Real Estate. And we had John Murkovic, deputy recorder of deeds for Cook County. And he was the guy who did that county, you know, the whole project. Yeah. Um, the pilot program with Ragnar. Yeah. 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 So, so I remember just, there were, uh, there were like 300 people in the crowd and 12 of those people walked out. Oh my God, those are 12 people who are non-believers, but don't get it. And then these old, ladies came up to me later and tried to tell me it was a big scam and this and uh oh, I, had, yeah. I, had, I had my colleague like I, I, was, I was like oh ladies i gotta go and then my colleague sort of just dealt with them that's <laughs> funny because a, a few years ago a few years ago i spoke at the at the utah land title association and they were clueless as well when i when i was speaking yeah. on this subject their eyes glazed over and they were like eh. <laughs> it's not really gonna affect and at, at this point it really hasn't but um well, i think but but eventually they're going to have to accept it. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we're working on here at Ubiquity. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And we've got a we've got a whole new uh, um, generation of of realtors that are coming in. You know, they're young, they're hungry, they're yeah. they're crypto investors themselves, and you know, totally. and, and maybe they're just doing it, you know, part time or or whatever. They made a little bit of money here and there, but you know, once they hear, oh wait, I can I can integrate real estate with this. Ow, how do you do that? You know, and yeah. I, I just think that, you know, it, we're just, it's just the information age and we're, we're going to take over at some point, you know, it's going to, it's a long haul, but mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, blockchain and crypto are definitely hand in hand, but you know, you, you hear a lot of people just don't, don't get, you know, how they're married, you know, and, you know, yeah. yes, you've got the crypto, uh, aspect of it, you know, and, and yeah, you get a crypto buyer or seller, you, you really need to be able to speak that language. Um, and, you know, and one of these days, hopefully in the next month, I don't know <laughs> what, yeah. what Ubiquity's yeah. timeline is, we're going to have a, a huge blockchain solution. But again, it doesn't matter yeah. because like, you know, the fact that it's blockchain is like I geek out on it, you know, I'm sure, you know, Wes is geeking out on it, but, mm -hmm. you know, as far as escrow and and um, you know, real estate professionals, they don't they don't have to know exactly you know how it works Bingo. or anything. They just need to know that hey, I can actually if I get a crypto buyer, I'm going to be able to to make this deal work seamlessly. So hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I'll just add to that 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 that's exactly what I said on that panel. So going back to the panel that I was on, you know, 2017, I said I said, look, you don't want to have just another. Uh, platform to have to log into and there's a collective laugh and sigh of relief i said blockchain technology will be the plumbing of all your infrastructure and like i'm like when you open up a web browser and you're using firefox or internet explorer and i'm like please don't use internet explorer they're all laughing i'm like i'm like you're not thinking about tcp ip and packets or send mail or SYNAC, like you're not thinking of that, all that stuff happening, like protocols in the background, just like you're not going to be knowing about the protocols of blockchain technology on the background, right? So, 
that, that's exactly what it is. It's going to be ubiquitous, if you will. I, I, I also said that in the past. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but, but it's so true. And, and I do, I do. Going back to like the, you know, the younger realtors who are getting this and brokers, like we have. I mean, we have a, a, a VP of marketing on our team. She's Gen Z, you know, young, young lady, and. I look at like her generation and look, I'm, I'm not one of those, okay, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, oh, worship the wonder kind. Like, like oh, the media likes to worship like Vitalik and all these young people. No, it's not like that at all. Yeah. I really believe, I truly believe it's like their generation does get and every generation like becomes more and more, you know, able to understand technology and like they get DeFi. They, they understand the, the power of TikTok and talking in emojis oh my god like Wes your your uh, daughters all talk in emojis I'm sure <laughs> back yeah, and forth no and it's it's hilarious and really endearing but like they're gonna be able to reach um a new generation through the power of all these technologies they understand effectively like yeah. they get DeFi like I, I'll tell you every day our team talks to Gen Z people from the VeChain community and Proton and yeah. then people who are just supporting us we have like 16 year old kids who are like in love with ubiquity giveaways yeah well that all yeah. goes into i mean our industry anyway i mean like yeah when, when i look at my own industry the title and escrow, it's very slow it to, to to adopt new technology i know covid has kind yeah. of accelerated that a little bit but this yeah. but i mean we're kind of forcing the industry to change through through the product that we're offering because yeah. right now obviously it's it's all built on existing banking, the banking infrastructure, but we're I mean we're trying to change that using these new types of uh, these new types of banks that are being chartered. Some of them out of Wyoming, some of them other states that have adopted these new um, uh, licensing rules, chartering rules. <clears throat> but in any case, um, Ubiquity is building something that's that we feel will change the industry. Uh, it's kind of pushing it towards using crypto as that medium of exchange in a real estate transaction where it's been only kind of like a talking point yeah. that nobody really understands how it works until just recently there I've seen articles that have come out even um uh oh god what's what's Joe's last name he's over at the Pango group oh Curtis uh, yeah Joe Curtis Joe, Joe Curtis yeah. yeah he put it he put out an article I'm, and I'm glad he did that kind of that said hey this is how it really works right I mean, we're not, we're not, you're not purchasing. It's not a peer to peer transaction yeah. uh, with crypto when you're buying or when you're purchasing real estate with crypto, you have to convert it into to, to US dollars in order for the title and escrow company to settle out the transaction. I mean, that's, that's true because the title company is not going to accept crypto. They're not going to hold crypto in their trust account right now. Yeah. Volatile. Yeah. <laughs> right now, but they will. And, and, and obviously the volatility issue is one thing, but we're going to, we're, we're, we're handling that by using a stable coin. So if the yeah, parties right. do want to transact for a, uh, you know, uh, uh, using cryptocurrency, we're, we're, we're going to allow them to do that using a stable coin, but still keep it within the crypto sphere. So they're not exiting into the, the fiat world. Right, right. No. Okay. So yeah. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. We all know, I, I, you know, everybody who, who follows Ubiquity, you know, knows, but, but some of my listeners have no clue as to what we're talking about. Um, so let's, let's back up just a little bit. Let's talk about this product that's coming out and, you know, I, I'll talk, you know, quickly about, you know, what, what we have right now and why I was, you know, completely blown away. I had no idea you guys were, you know, were, were working on this really a few months ago when I, when I did a uh, chips podcast, um, 
uh, actually, no, it was, it was, uh, it was the ubiquity podcast. And I mentioned, right. I'm like, yeah, we, we need, we don't have this, this link, you know, between, um, you know, accepting crypto and, and being able to, you know, transfer it seamlessly. You know, we've, we've got to, we've got to use a payment processor and it's, it's expensive and, and clunky and, um, you know, but, you know, I've got, you know, two great escrow companies that are set up with this, you know, particular uh, payment processor. It's getting more and more difficult because of um, KYC uh, protocols that they've implemented recently. But, you know, and then Wes <laughs> chimes in and says, um, yeah, we have a product that's going to be launching soon. And I just, I just about fell out of my chair. So, oh, yeah, that was my goodness. And that was, that's amazing. I think that was back in May. And so, uh, well, for the listeners and, and, and those who've been waiting for Q3 of our webinar, I, I, I don't know if we're going to have time for a Q3, but we'll definitely be having a Q4 one uh, coming up. But we will, well, okay, well, not know, you know, we were on Crowdcast. And, and thanks again for speaking at our last event, by the way, Piper, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, I, I love um, that stuff. With Joy Case, yeah. And and so uh, with, with, with us, we're going to be having a webinar actually on uh, September 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Great. So what is that, 4, 4 p.m. yours? That'll be a demo for Smart Escrow. Love um, it. And it'll be, it'll be for, for people in the real estate space, title escrow, uh, people, you know, underwriters and investors, you know, not an offer to sell securities, disclaimer, yeah. but, you know, those kind of folks, yeah. not so much for the public. So we were going to be, you know, really focusing on those, those listeners should be fun. Great. I will share any links that you guys, uh, yeah hand me here so yeah no let's let's talk about this smart escrow sure well Wes I mean it was your idea but so so our slogan is and thank you for us for having us go ahead to go into this we're so excited I mean we were interviewed by the what BTIG uh, organization in New York large uh, publicly traded I believe they're publicly traded organization and we've gotten all this crypto press recently and yeah. uh so 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 Wes you, you you came up with the slogan my friend and this is your idea Conduct a real property settlement utilizing cryptocurrency stablecoins. <laughs> what well, does that mean? <laughs> I mean well, I mean, it, I'm just a pretty face. You're the no, 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 no. brain. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, we, we, we all saw this. I mean, coming. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, there, there were a lot of people that want to purchase real estate using their cryptocurrency, either their own cryptocurrency. Now we're starting to see people that don't want to sell their cryptocurrency and want to leverage it. And you maybe get a you know get a loan against it, <clears throat> so yeah. ultimately that that'll be subsequent iterations of, of our product. But um, ultimately, we're we're trying to bring the title company into the 21st century by allowing them, uh, if the parties want to contract using cryptocurrency as a medium of exchange, that why not have the title company settle the transaction using a cryptocurrency, i.e., a stablecoin. So you're, you're, you're not subject to the volatility issues. And then obviously there's a, uh, you can trace the funds every, uh, to each party that they went to and you can do it in a, in, a, in a way that's secure. And that ultimately, ultimately at this point, I mean, that, that meets with regulatory scrutiny to some extent. I mean, right now regulators, a lot of, a lot of, their, a lot of the laws in these states are written when it comes to these uh, regulations with respect to like escrow and, and settlement they're very archaic they're not up to speed up to date with with the current with, with our current technology but we're hoping that you know our product if we educate them enough they can see the benefits of it right so there's a lot of these issues when it comes to 
clawing back of funds. That's why you want to make sure the funds are seasoned in an account for a certain amount of time so they don't get clawed back. There's good funds laws that kind of help um, allow for these transactions to take place um, with respect to title and settlement companies. What, what are considered good funds in an account that they can disperse on? So we think that this technology is so much better than the technology that exists with the current wire transfer systems. You have a lot of wire fraud out there. You're subject to wire cutoff times. Well, in this case, we're not dealing with any of that. We're, what Ubiquity has built is uh, custodial wallets and we've done it using the banking infrastructure. So either banks that are, that are building out their own plumbing system that accommodates for blockchain and crypto, and, and these are the old traditional banks, or these new crypto banks that are being charted out of, you know, a very favorable uh, crypto friendly uh, states like Wyoming. Mm -hmm. So, so right. we, we've been working and, and, and working with, uh, with these banks to help build out our product. In other words, allowing them to, to custody the cryptocurrency for us. And then what we're doing is we're onboarding the title industry um, by working with underwriters and, um, you know, industry players to, to educate them and make them feel comfortable with this yeah. idea. I mean, it's not going to be a one size fits all out of the box. You're immediately start dispersing. We're going to have to work out some issues. I mean, yeah. a lot of the, yeah. I mean, when, when you're dealing with a real estate transaction, you have, you know, third parties that, that just don't want crypto. They want U.S. dollars. They want, same with, same with if you're going to be recording documents or paying transfer taxes, things like that nature. These taxing authorities, they want U.S. dollars. Yeah, that was a pushback right. from one of uh, one of the potential uh, partners of ours, and and that's that's great. I love when those big questions come up and when they play devil's advocate because it makes us think in a new way, and it you know it makes us uh, grounded and pragmatic. And uh, for us, it's like even even like the idea of oh, is it going to be automated, a full fully automated, um, you know, uh, smart contracts for all transactions? I think to myself, my God, if we had a smart contract that held say a million dollar home. And the smart contract locked, or misrouted, or screwed up, and we would be out of business. So we're, you know, we're going to be slowly easing into automation, slowly, you know, making sure we get all the bugs out, all the security stuff sorted out before we start, you know, going full force and that kind of thing. You know, it'll be a hybrid type of situation. And that's great, and that's the way it should be because you're going to get, you know, when when these yeah. you know, escrow companies. Uh, well, you know, I'm in Southern California. We do it differently than any other place in the country. You know, <laughs> yeah, like New York. and escrow is separate, yeah. just so you know. Um, you know, so I say escrow. Um, you know, there you're going to get some feedback. You know, and um, you know, one one of the big uh, questions, you know, because I, I brought this up with Joe a, a while back. I'm like, look, man, we we before I even knew about smart escrow, I'm like, we we have to find another solution. Um, you know, other than those payment processors that, that we use. And yeah, he, he, you know, took it to his lawyers and, you know, the, the big question was, okay, what, what is considered good funds? And yeah, we've got these laws, um, uh, you know, that are in place for a good reason, but, you know, it, crypto, <laughs> crypto isn't a part of that just yet. Um, right. And, you know, he's, yeah. and, and so we just kind of left the, conversation, you know, looming in the air because it's like, well, we don't, we don't have an answer for this, but you know, well, what happens, you know, can he have a custodial wallet? Can he have, you know, can we, you know, transfer out into fiat in a, in a, in a crypto bank or, you know, how is this going to work? You know, and, and, and the stable coin solution that you guys came up with seems to be the, the most brilliant and, and, and easiest solution so far. 
Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Absolutely. And I, and I love hearing this feedback from, from, you know, you and Joe and others within the industry that just, they get it. And oh, I'll put it this way. We were knocking on doors, like going back to Wes, right? Knocking, like he was knocking on doors about trying to get people to get their heads around, uh, you know, this blockchain stuff. And we've spoken to title companies within Southern California, who we won't name, uh, yeah. and, 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 and other ones across the U.S. And it was just like banging your head against the wall. And, but we made smart escrow and it's like, if you build it, they will come. Was that right. Field of Dreams? Like, this is like the Field of Dreams moment. Like there, it's come, it's happening. It, it's, it's, we have gotten emails and calls and investor. I mean, it's just been crazy. And um, one of the questions that came up on the, on the Bitcoin podcast was like, well, talk about the problems you had five years ago. Now, what's your biggest problem today? And it's like, um, really keeping up with all the emails and ensuring our team is all hands on deck where I'm steer steering this ubiquity ship to ensure that we're serving the needs of our customers. And that was, that's basically it these days, but it's been crazy. And uh, I really believe like, you know, Wes, come on, man, we could talk, could we tell like a, like a, a funny story of, of the, of the suffering we had last year? And then oh, we'll please. Be... Yes. It's all okay. about suffering. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. And enduring. Yeah. Wes, yes. Extract. Oh my goodness. We were going crazy with this product and you know and then we realized like we just pulled the plug on it like it's it's yeah gone now. there's a lot yeah. i mean i That's, mean yeah. with the, it's so funny because like the title industry initially um was like i mean way back in early, I think early 2017 2018 it's like we want blockchain but we don't want crypto right <laughs> and now everybody okay now, now it's okay well maybe crypto but we still don't know. So, I mean, the industry is still confused as to how they're going to use the technology. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, people that have been in, in, you know, in the industry for a while are still trying to figure out how, I mean, what's a good application or use case. I mean, obviously there's real estate tokenization, but I haven't really seen any like real big projects out of that other than or any, anything that's actually, you know, you know, I don't see any trading of these property tokens. Yeah. And then, you no. know, and then, then you have the, obviously the, the land record space, but there's really nothing out there. I mean, here, here in the U S nobody's really doing anything with that. I mean, I saw some, I saw some news about like Vermont and then obviously um, Cook County, Illinois, and then a, a few places here and there, I think Medici's working in Wyoming, but not a lot of big news about like, uh, about the land record space. Well, yeah, the, the biggest one that I yeah. saw was just a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks now, that you know, New York was going to be putting land records up on the blockchain. That was pretty big news. But yeah, yeah, you don't. The news is very few and far between. You don't. You don't really hear a lot. Right. And, yeah, so, and, and I, I can I can attest to this. Sort of not to cut you off there, words, but like you know, I can attest to this that I, I was uh, gathering a lot of data on you know our competition or even perceived competition and. Um, all the uh, all the all the pilots that they were doing that they were talking about it was like so successful and this one in Vermont which we got we did freedom of information requests on uh, thank goodness for transparency in government we don't have that so much in Canada where I live in Toronto so I live in Toronto and I run a U.S. company sue me <laughs> please don't sue me don't sue me don't sue me edit that no. part out no 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 no, no. Uh, but. No, but you know, I run a Delaware company with a team and most of our shareholders, our member owners are American and most of our investors are American and practically an American myself, as Wes says. And, um, but we, we did the freedom of, you know, freedom of, request, freedom of information requests on all of our competition and realized that there was um, no money in it, that these, these counties weren't paying for them 
It was mm -hmm. free pilots. So effectively, these companies were, you know, utilizing their own resources for what? Just to say they did a pilot? Well, that's not great. And, and, and then take a look at Vermont. Vermont is such a small place that they didn't have enough people to even make it worthwhile. Like any time company would even want to do it or, or any kind of county recorder. So we realized that it was uh, largely a, a waste of time. But I mean, we're still hopeful, I guess, for, for larger yeah. counties. It's just, I think we're going to be probably having to work more with e-recorders. Like we, we were cozying up to the e-recording industry slowly, but surely. And we were trying to get some things in order. But then, you know, of course, smart escrow happened and COVID happened. And yeah, well, well Blockstrack was, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, the, yeah. the industry was, they had their own solutions. And it was basically just a, it was kind of, it was kind of like a, uh, an upward or uber type environment where mm -hmm. somebody would put a place a place a bid for title work and then you'd have this third party um searcher examiner or even an entity that that could receive that that business and bid on it and it was like a marketplace essentially but the industry was like eh, well we have other yeah. solutions so i mean it, it wasn't yeah. until later that when i started seeing all this press about people wanting to purchase real estate with crypto that i, I, I told Nathan, i said listen why aren't we just building out a solution to allow for this to happen and kind of force this on the, on the, on the, on the industry? Because yeah. ultimately when you think about it, people are going to be settling in using a cryptocurrency. It's, just, it's inevitable that the, that, that the, the, the regulatory and legal issues surrounding uh, the classification of these, uh, of these types of tokens are going to get worked out. I mean, we're seeing how it's all playing out. Regulators are kind of kind of jockeying for position. Then you see legislators out there trying to pass new legislation around it, um, you know, and, and as well as how it's going to get taxed. So it's gonna, there's going to be some sort, of, some sort of clarity here because ultimately, at the end of the day, the U.S. Yeah. doesn't want to give, give up this technology to other countries. Mm -hmm. we're, we, we don't want to be the, you know, behind it, you know, uh, you know when, when, when all these other countries are developing on it. So I think there's, I, in my opinion, this is only my opinion, I think there's going to be some clarity around it. Ultimately, the industry is going to be is going to be there to to settle these transactions in cryptocurrency, and so Ubiquity is just going to be the first to build it, and then I'll, I'll kind of force it on the industry. Essentially, I mean, not everybody's going to adopt it, but at the end of the day, we hope that not only uh, the the parties to the transaction as well as all the other counterparties will have wallets. They're going to <clears throat> receive uh, compensation in a stable coin, and then from that. You know, and then they can do whatever they want. I mean, it, you could just imagine like a Coinbase or some sort of wallet exchange type experience where you receive the crypto and then you can decide if you want to exit in the fiat or convert it to another cryptocurrency, you know, through, through an atomic swap. Kind of similar how you use Coinbase. Why not, right? Right. So amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that for us, um, you know, we, we think to ourselves, well, we are first to the first to the market and i think that we can also help the regulators uh with, with definitions of all this what this means and the benefits and you know if we're first to market i guess that would be a barrier to entry for competition in some degree which is obviously great when you're first to the market but i, I think that will be there you know i know that we'll be there working with the industry there's a demand and that's the biggest thing is if there's a demand from customers through the title industry to uh how do i say just just have this have this facilitated that I think that we're going to, we're, we're going to be in a perfect position here as a company. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I, I'm so excited. Is there anything else that you guys want to add? I, I just, you know, learn more at smartescrow.us and that we're, you know, actively getting pilots 
uh, in our excuse me, demos in order as well uh, for our, our software and that we're hoping to get it launched. Well, no, we know we're going to get it launched in October. Yeah. Um, but I guess other than that, just we've been so focused on really smart escrow and, and getting this going and, and having our flagship products. So that's what we're most excited about. Awesome. Now, can I, can I drop yeah. a link um, in the description for, for people to sign up? Absolutely. Yeah. If you just go to, so I always say to people, just, you know, go to smartescrow.us and then uh, there's on the right-hand side, there's a, a demo request form. So it just says demo Fantastic. and then fill it out. It'll put you on the, on the list and you'll, uh, you'll get updates as to when we have those, those available. And so we do have a demo for early users. So we have a little bit of time like maybe about a week uh, of openings for a couple of uh, companies that want to sign up and have early demo access. Um, generally, we'll just have a, a mutual NDA that's signed and then we'll go from there. But then okay. if not, then you know what? We'll, you, you can see us on September 30th. Uh, we'll have a Crowdcast webinar that um, we'll be hosting. Wes and I will be hosting. You're, you know, you're welcome to join to talk as well as we're, we're hoping to get Bill Schneider, one of our partners at Rainier Title, to speak. And then maybe Chip Ridge from Millennial Title, one of our partners as well. Perfect. Um, yeah. Love to. Should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll add that link will be here too. It's so cool. What about you, Wes? Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I think I did enough talking. Thank you guys so much. I know that we've got so much more to talk about. Uh, once this thing gets launched, um, I'm going to drop some links below, like I said, but, um, I, you know, let's do this again once we get up and running and launched. And cause I know there's going to be a ton of questions after that. What do you think? Absolutely. No, that's, that's that great. Thank great. you so much, Piper. Sounds great. And if, right. and if anyone has questions for us, they can just email info at ubiquity.io. You know, we're on social media and, um, like, you know, ubiquity.io, but also smartescrow.us. So, awesome. I'll share all that too. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a Have wonderful a day. day. Thank you. Okay. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.